Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Black Brew. I'm Aaron, and I am your host. Terry and Josh could not be here today, but as they say in the most, one of the most toxic, abusive industries in the world, the show must go on because the news cycle changes faster than white women's allyship to anti-racism when you tell them that they can't use AAVE. So I will just be talking to you, the listeners today. So today we're going to, it's going to be not an hour long podcast because I don't want to talk for an hour, but we'll still get the kind of usual 30 minutes that we used to do before we transitioned. So today's topics, first we're going to talk about Kanye West and how he, y'all know that he's an anti-Semite, he's been posting a bunch of anti-Semitic stuff, but recently, (coughs) but you know that Adidas dropped him, um, terminated their contract because of his anti-Semitic posts, and obviously that's just been circulating on social media, so we'll get into that, and then later we're going to talk about Taylor Swift and her deciding to get rid of her scene in her music video that has sparked the conversation of fat phobia so we'll get into that but first listeners let's get into some political tea i think it's truly sad that i have to have so many like articles and like news stories pulled up to even like speak about this topic because so much shit has happened since the last time we had a podcast episode about kanye west Flashback to episode, what, like 27 when we were talking about Herschel Walker and Kanye West all in the same episode. And at that time, in the episode, we had just been talking about Kanye West's anti-Semitic Twitter post and Instagram post that he had made. Well, now, if you, as if things couldn't get any more anti-Semitic, Kanye West, there was an article, there have been a bunch of news sources that came out saying there were people who used to work with him who said that he had somewhat admired Adolf Hitler and wanted to name a 2018 album Hitler? That that's what the that's what that's what CNN is reporting and also all of these other news sources. Okay, so according to this CNN article that I am looking at, a former business executive who used to work for Kanye West, and I'm not calling him Ye or Ye, whatever the fuck his name is, because it doesn't make sense to me. I don't care. But apparently this business executive who used to work for Kanye said that he had created a hostile work environment because of his obsession with Hitler. He said, quote, he would praise Hitler by saying how incredible it was that he was able to accumulate so much power and would talk about all the great things he and the Nazi party achieved for the German people. This is something that, end quote, by the way, this, <laughs> this is something that I was literally just talking to a friend about, like, not even, like, maybe, like, 10 hours ago. She was telling me about this girl who she went to college with. They had this, like, college forum. And her, not the friend, but the person that she was at the... They weren't even friends, but they went to the same college. This girl apparently went to a Halloween party. Ironic, since it's after Halloween. But this girl went to a Halloween party, and her boyfriend dressed up as a fucking Nazi. And then posted a picture about it, and then on the college forum was like, Oh my god, my boyfriend and I, we dressed up as a Nazi. He was so cute. Everyone loved his costume. And then everybody rightfully so got very upset about it, saying, like, this is horrible. Why would you want to dress up as a fucking Nazi? And she was like, it's okay. It's because he's, it's okay, he's German. And then she's like, I don't understand what the problem is. Hitler was one of the scariest people in the world, and he was, like, one of the most intelligent people ever. I'm just like, why? Was Hitler, this is me talking as a rhetorician now, rhetorician. 
Was Hitler an effective rhetor in communicating his message of genocide to people? Sure, one could argue. But are, do we need really, to, we, we don't need to be admiring a Nazi because he, quote, was able to accumulate so much power first. And, and there are no great things that he did. First of all, Kanye West, that there's nothing great about what he did. What he did was literally facilitate the Holocaust, persecuted and killed Jewish people. There is nothing more atrocious than Hitler. So I don't even know where that's even like, when I tell you that this man, this this is my this is my theory. This is my black theory, y'all. This man, I, I, I can I can no longer stand behind the fact, stand behind the argument that he is just mentally unwell. Because at this point, this is this transcends beyond mental illness. There are plenty of people who are mentally ill. Who do, who, do, who do not say things like this. This kind of goes back to that same argument that people make about white boys who are school shooters, and they're like, oh my God, it's such a mental health crisis, and we need to, you know, strengthen, like, our communities and, you know, have more funding for mental health, and, you know, we need to stop bullying from happening because he was bullied in high school, and that's why he went and he shot up a school. And it's like, you, you've probably seen people on social media like, hmm, you know... Black people suffered for 200 years plus of slavery and then Jim Crow, black coat, and now, you know, through the moment of Black Lives Matter, and we don't see black kids showing up, shooting up schools. Black kids have had to endure racism in the school settings for since education has existed in America, but we don't see them going up and shooting up schools. Queer kids have been, queer kids have arguably been one of the most bully populations in a school setting and we don't see them going up and shooting up a bunch of schools so this whole mental illness argument to like explain not not even justify but like explain why someone does something i just i can't even deal with it anymore it's such a cop-out right now in order to just preserve white supremacy so to go back to my original point that i was making about kanye this in my opinion, and I'm not even a therapist, I'm obviously not certified as a psychologist or anything, but like this is just my own opinion as a commentator, this is not mental illness. This is just someone who is bigoted and has, you know, decided to use his platform to freely express all of these bigoted points of views. And one thing that I've been seeing a lot of people you know, talk about, and you and you have to be careful when you when you uh, talk about this specific kind of scenario and and how they're phrasing it, because and when you say something along about what I, what I'm about to tell y'all, the depending on how you phrase and argue it, it could you could be slipping into the anti-Semitic kind of like um, argument, and you could almost theoretically be like quote proving Kanye's point. Which he is saying that his whole this whole point why he is going in this whole anti-Semitic tirade is because he's saying that Jewish people and he is incorrect about this, but he's saying that Jewish people have control over racism and blackness and that they are controlling black people. You know, obviously that's not true, and I'm wondering like where he is, 
getting these talking points from because it has to be the Hotep Bible. It has to be the Hotep Bible because this is shit that cis, straight, black men say about people. They are anti-Semitic. They're homophobic. They're usually religious. They're highly misogynistic. And they also are colorist as fuck. And they have these wild-ass conspiracies about society. But anyway, let's just go back to the original uh, kind of topic for this episode, which was that Adidas dropped, they terminated their contract with him. And a lot of people were saying, you know, like, well, why, why, why is it now that, like, we have to dr- terminate the contract with Kanye West. And people say that because this is not the first terrible, racist, problematic thing that Kanye West has said or done. This man has been on a tirade, a, a fucking uh, nation of Islam philosophical tirade for quite a while now. I like to flash back to when this man said that slavery was a choice. You hear about slavery for 400 years? For 400 years? That sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? You know, like, it's like we're, we're mentally in prison. I like the word prison because slavery goes too too direct to the uh idea of blacks it's like slavery holocaust holocaust jews uh slavery is blacks Mm. slavery a choice kanye is slavery a choice interesting so that was said so and then like the obviously him joining white lives matter coon as having candace owens who apparently i don't know who is doing her hair now but like there was a tiktok i watched recently and there was this bitch and she was like listen i don't know who was out here doing candace owens candace owens hair but we used to have a rule about these, like, really problematic black people in our society that we were able to tell them apart. We were able to tell who was out here doing coonery by the way their hair looked. We were able to tell. And they were saying, now, this bitch's edges are laid. Her hair is, t- like, it, it, it looks good. And, I, yeah, it looks good. Her, Candace Owens' hair looks good. But she still has some really problematic viewpoints, obviously, because she was sporting the White Lives Matter sweatshirt, just like Kanye West. And Kanye has also, you know, apparently is trying to, or has already tried to buy Parler, that fucking social media app where, like, all of the fucking alt-right, right-wing fucking Trump-supporting people, what they use. So he he has definitely gone off, like, the deep end in the sense that, like, and I, I don't say this, like, as in, like, deep end, as in, like, mentally... But deep in, as in a sense, like, he is going really, like, full-on, like, right-wing, like, extremists at this point. Because these are all right-wing talking points. All of this shit about, you know, that he's talking about Jewish people and, and how they, how he's describing them and stereotyping them. 
this is like basic like anti-semitism and these are the same talking points that republicans in america make so i don't know who he who is paying this man to you know do like af quote african-american outreach to get more like i guess like conservative black voters to like join the alt-right but like Kanye, your your days are numbered, honey. You this is not gonna this is not gonna last long. Um, now that people are actually like you know, holding themselves responsible and accountable for for who they choose to associate with, you're not going. You're who's gonna who's gonna you know protect you now? Like Trump, the man who's about to be locked up in prison. So I like. And maybe the reason why we had to wait until he said it, we had to wait until 2022, almost 2023, for someone, for someone to hold this man accountable is because maybe we just really weren't holding racist people accountable, accountable. I mean, we're still not holding racist people accountable, but maybe back then companies were not really invested in, quote, DEI work. So maybe they were like, you know what? Kanye West may have been extremely misogynistic and abusive to his wife, Kim Kardashian. He may have said slavery was a choice. Maybe he even said White Lives Matter is, like, you know, a, a horrible thing, even though that literally happened in 2022. Um, literally only a few weeks before the anti-Semitic tirade began. But let's just ignore that. Let's just go back a couple of years and he said all this other stuff and dealt this other stuff. Um, and all the kind of bullying he did on social media to Kim, maybe they were like, you know, he does all that stuff, but, like, that's not enough to, like, terminate a contract. Um, and now people know that, like, people know that the voices of the masses are, like, are in the dollar. That you can, we can make change by choosing not to, um, you know, invest money and spend money at companies that choose to align themselves with anti-Semites. And Kanye has openly decided to be anti-Semite. He was in an interview. I don't know what interview it was, but it was some interview where he literally, this is literally not even days before Adidas decided to terminate their contract. He said, <laughs> well, actually, let me, let me let me just play the clip. I could literally say anti-Semitic and they can't drop me. I could say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? So you literally heard him right there literally say, I can say anti-Semitic stuff and Adidas won't drop me. And then if you happen to watch Pierce Morgan's, which I don't know why you would, especially if you're listening to this podcast called Black Brew. But if you just so happen to listen to Pierce Morgan, which I don't, maybe you saw someone else responding to it. Where he was literally just challenging himself. He was like, you know, like, what if I am anti-Semite? What, like, he... He really, truly wants us to believe that he is an anti-Semite. That's the whole point. That's what he's doing right now. And I would say that he's doing a very effective job of it. Um, and, you know, all of when, when all of this stuff was coming out, um, the Jenner Kardashian family, of course, they all went to social media to, uh, you know, publicly say that they stand with their Jewish community, family, and friends after Amy Schumer made a post about about it as well. My only question is, is this to the people who, you know, who are coming out now talking about this shit? If y'all, why, if this happened in 2018, 
when he was saying that he admired Hitler, why was that not brought to the public? And why why didn't no one tell it? Like, if we could have, quote, canceled Kanye in 2018 for making anti-Semitic comments, why, like, why did y'all just keep that buried? Like, did your jobs depend on it? Were your jobs more important than, like, fighting anti-Semitism? I guess maybe because it was 20, 2018 and not 20. George Floyd hadn't died yet, so that was before we were all on board with actually, you know, being anti-racist. So maybe that's why y'all didn't come forward. Performative BS, but, you know, it's whatever, I guess. But yeah, that's my only question to people who, who are coming forward now. Like, I'm glad that people are, you know, making it known that he has had a history of anti-Semitism, but I'm just wondering why until, why, why wait now? Why didn't you say it, you know, back then? Y'all could have leaked some shit. Y'all could have let us know that he was out here saying, mm, I read Mein Kampf and I admire Hitler and the Nazi party for what they did. Because that's extremely problematic. And that's a red flag if you ever hear someone say that they read Mein Kampf and thought that Hitler was very intelligent and that they admired him. Like, that's... Who, who admires the Nazis? Nazis! That's who! Alright, anyway. Let's... Let's move on to our next topic, which is... Taylor Swift. Now, I think it's probably very obvious to a lot of people because of the way that I have spoken about Taylor Swift that I am in no way a Swifty at all. Even more, I'm not even a Taylor Swift fan. I actually really dislike Taylor Swift. I think she is one of the most... She exemplifies capitalist white feminism, but that's just my personal opinion. So the story that is that is happening with her right now, or I guess not even really happening because she's since edited this whole kind of situation, but, like, it honestly doesn't surprise me because I'm like, this bitch has been a white feminist forever. Um, and a lot of you, like, white people who are talking about this now, a lot of you, like, um, plus-size fat white people who are talking about this, y'all said none of the shit when she was doing things that were antagonizing black women and antagonizing queer people so i just find that very and i find that's very that's very good context for what we're about to really talk about anyway taylor swift has a new album that came out called midnight and she has a song on the album that is called anti-hero uh, and um i of course did not listen to it because i don't listen to taylor swift i stopped listening to taylor i only listened to taylor swift when i was like in high school i um listened to her when she was like mainly like in her like mainstream pop kind of era of stuff like i listened to like B bad blood shake it off uh you know uh i don't even know the names of the songs but they're like the ones that were top 40s like pop hits um during my my like junior senior year of high school so that was around like 2013 14 15 so whatever music she was like putting out and what was like most famous around between 2013 and 2015 was when i was like mostly listening to taylor swift ironically enough i had an ex-boyfriend in high school who listened to taylor swift he was obsessed with this bitch and he apparently he told me this but he said that every morning that he woke up he like would get out of bed and like work out to taylor swift shake it off and, like, that was just, like, his, like, Taylor Swift song that he, like, loved. And he told me that one time, like, when he went to... We had broken up since then, but by the time this happened. But he told me, like, that he had gone to, like, college or whatever. He had a roommate who would get annoyed because he would wake up in the morning in their dorm room and, like, blast Taylor Swift, shake it off, and work out to shake it off. I think to shake it off is a very fun song, but I don't like Taylor Swift. This has nothing to do with the whole fat phobia discourse that's happening right now, but I just, I, I, uh, okay, 
All right, let's go. Let's 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 return to the original thing. So, antihero. You know this this is a uh, there's a music video that was released, and in the music video, she um has a scene where she steps on a scale to measure herself, and then the scale says that it says it in like you know letters, um bold capital letters, um. And a lot of people were very upset about this, but she was, like, kind of talking about her own eating disorder, allegedly, I think, in the, in the like, the whole point of, like, the kind of the, the storyline behind the music video was, or maybe not even the music video, but I know specifically that scene was about her eating disorder. I think she has slash had an eating disorder and that's what she was trying to kind of like amplify in this and people who are pro taylor swift on this whole discourse have been saying like you know this she's not you know talking specifically about fat people she's just saying that you know this is how she felt in that moment when she stepped on a scale is that she she um she she felt and then like she tweeted out when she revealed the video which was um watch my nightmare scenarios and achieve her thoughts play out in real time so people are saying like okay so your worst nightmare is to become fat and so this is where it kind of goes into like the fat phobia it, it leaves like eating disorder category and goes to like fat phobia because people are like well that that's her like feeling she like feels fat but like for most people who have been a part of the, oh, it's not even called body positivity movement, but whatever the movement that is more radical and progressive than body positivity, I don't know what they call themselves, but they're saying stuff like, you know, like, you can't feel fat. Like a feeling, fat is not a feeling. It is just like a state of being. Like, you can't feel a size. If that makes sense. You can maybe feel different emotions that you would associate with being fat, but then that is just you either consciously or subconsciously associating those negative feelings with fatness, which is what fat phobia is. So you can't feel fat, but maybe you say, I don't, what I, what, what you really mean is that maybe like, oh, or in my mind, when I say I feel fat, I feel disgusting. I feel gross. I feel, um, I don't know, like, horrible. I feel ugly. I feel all of these, I guess, content warning for people who have um, eating disorders. But the, these are the kind of maybe, like, negative emotions that you're associating with fatness. And so, but, like, fat itself inherently... It's not negative. It's just a neutral state of being that we have chosen as a society to socially construct fatness as being something that is negative. And so we, we associate fatness with like these negative things because people have negative feelings about fatness. But there's nothing positive or negative about being fat. It's literally just like a neutral, it's just a thing. It's just like what you are. So 
um, and this has obviously been perpetuated, perpetuated by our capitalist healthcare system built on also anti-black racism. There are plenty of books out there that talk about how the body mass index, which we have all suffered and been victim to, is literally built on fat phobia and anti-blackness. Anyway, the, this is the discourse. And so there was a tweet that someone tweeted out on October 21st. She said, it is possible to appreciate Taylor Swift. I don't think so because I don't like this bitch. But it is possible to appreciate Taylor Swift and Midnight as an artist and call her out on her blatant fat phobia. Taylor Swift should have done better because even if it is relatable and a quote intrusive thought, it is damaging and fat phobic. Listen to fat people when when they tell you it is. And you know, people the the reason how I saw this discourse happen because like I didn't even know this bitch released an album because I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, so I really don't give a fuck about any of this shit that's happening. But what I saw happening was I saw a bunch of uh, black fat people on Twitter who were um, talking about this, saying, like, you know, it's so funny that Lizzo and Beyonce had to edit out derogatory lyrics in their, you know, video, and a bunch of people who were from the, um, sorry, who were from the disabled community, you know, came out and told them about how, like, this really affected them, and they were they were very quick to change it and the it was the word that um historically has been used as a derogatory slur in um britain uk english land over there across the seas across the pond um but then here people use it some people in america use it differently i'm not gonna get into um conversation about the slur but so that that's how i saw it people are like mm. well they're like is taylor swift gonna edit her video and is she gonna listen to fat people about this this about this uh decision in her video to make her uh about how how she views becoming fat as like a nightmare is she gonna listen to the people and edit her video like y'all like you know, demanded Beyonce and Lizzo to do. And that's how I kind of entered this discourse because I was like, hmm, I wonder if she will edit it. Most likely she will because why Why would she not? Like, she, at this moment, like, as in a pop store in, in 2022, when you get called out on Twitter for doing some derogatory shit, you, you, gotta, you have to fix it. If you don't, you end up looking like Kanye West. And do we need to remember the history between Taylor Swift and Kanye West? How interesting that these two topics brought us together. It's like let's go let's go all the way back to that award show when his dumb ass jumped up on that damn stage. Um and th this is why this is why Beyonce does not attend those award shows anymore because y'all be out here being ghetto as hell when he got up on that damn stage, took that damn trophy from Taylor Swift and said that Beyonce deserved that award from Taylor Swift. Beyonce her said she said, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back to a single fucking award show because y'all niggas don't know how to fucking act right. Okay? And y'all remember the last time she went to a fucking awards show? It was the fucking Oscars when fucking Will Smith got his black ass up and slapped the fuck out of fucking Chris Raw. And she was there and in her mind she was like, call my rod. Call, call my rod because I cannot stand to come to these ghetto ass functions. Beyonce is like, she, this bitch ain't performed in how long at an awards show? This bitch is not coming back because y'all keep doing stupid ass shit. Granted, I will advocate that yes, 
Will Smith should have slapped Chris Rock. I do condone violence. I, yes. All right, let's go back to Taylor Swift. Let's go back to Taylor Swift. I got carried away. Someone else tweeted out, um, why is fat a monolith for failure? Um, and then she wrote, someone wrote, I'm sure there's a ton of nuance to Taylor's personal experience, but nuance is not what you get from that scene. Instead, you get yet another quick hit reminder that fat is a terrible thing to have, to be, to feel. And frankly, we just don't need any more of those. Um, so, and you know, a lot of people were saying that when, when you're talking about this, like she shouldn't have to change the lyric because she was like, that's how I felt. And that's how she said she felt in that moment. She like, that's her own personal experience with her own like eating disorder. And so it's like in that way, I guess technically a little bit different than the Beyonce and Lizzo situation. But again, we need to revisit the fact that you this is what fat phobia is it's is built on. Fat is not a feeling. You cannot feel fat. You either are fat or you're not. It's not a feeling. So that that is something that is, you know, currently being um debated. And you know what's what's funny in all of this situation and the fact that that People were looking at Lizzo to remove her lyric that people were saying was ableist. Is that Lizzo is fat. She has said it. You know, she has faced, you know, so much backlash as a fat woman in the music industry and just being in the public eye. Which I saw, that, I saw a TikTok recent. All of my references are literally from TikTok. You literally have heard me say that like nine times in this fucking podcast. I saw a TikTok. But I saw a TikTok recently with this black woman, she was talking about other black artists, black male artists in like the hip hop and um, rap and like uh, pop genre who they were all fat men and they had all, you know, had, you know, some kind of like reference to their fatness even in their names, like Fat Joe um, and, and, and other, like other fat male music artists. And they never really, like, um, like, Big Ross. That, that may be, like, the only person who I know who people have maybe said shit about, like, his, like, his weight. But, like, the amount of vitriol and fat phobia that Lizzo has faced, it literally is only because she's a woman. Because none of these fat men in the music industry have ever faced, you know, the kind of, like, fat phobia that, fat phobia that she has. And it's also because, like, She's a woman who's not only fat, but she's a f- woman who's fat, who also is okay with her body and is okay with expressing her sexuality as a fat woman. And that is what pisses people off the most because they get so upset that they have to view somebody else's body that they don't like. And they consider it like, th- this is this is the whole issue with like, people who are fat phobic in society is that people I, I had I have a friend who she would post a lot about fat phobia on Facebook and I'm trying to remember the quote that she would say often about it it's not your prop if, if you're here, here's the thing here's the, here's the issue this is not an exact quote but this is what I remember what I remember her saying is that 
it is not a fat person's problem. It's not their prerogative. It's not their deal. If you're just disgusted by somebody else's body, that's your own problem. And that means you just need to, you need to reflect on that yourself and you need to get the fuck over it. Because why should someone else have to mold their body to your liking? And Lizzo, even as a fat woman, is probably in more shape and healthier than some of these skinny-ass men out here who literally just eat fucking Doritos, drink Mountain Dew, and fucking play Call of Duty. So, you know, Black Brew has not an episode yet on just strictly, like, fat phobia, and maybe, like, fat phobia, like, in the medical um, world, healthcare profession. That's definitely something we should probably cover one day. You know, and and ending the podcast on Taylor Swift, I guess I'll say, I really don't give a fuck. That's my... (laughs) my point of view i guess like my point of view is that like i'm listening to the fat people who i see i mean they're obviously fat people are not obviously monolithic fat people who say it didn't affect me at all i thought it was great i love the video it didn't make me upset it didn't trigger me at all but then of course there are other fat people who are like no it was it was fat phobic it should, it should have been removed and i will say she has a I, she has edited the video where she's taken out the scene where the video literally you know shows her standing on a scale and it's saying fat so people were like, well, you could have used a different word to say, you could have said something like, I feel horrible or, or, or some other word that did not help perpetuate fat phobia instead of just writing the word fat because that is like your worst nightmare. Um, but then people were saying like, why should she have to use the word that you want to talk about her experience? And I guess my only question that I'll end with this topic is that why is being fat your nightmare? Because we have learned through science, through science that's not built on fat phobia, that <clears throat> being fat does not inherently make you unhealthy. It doesn't mean you're going to die just because you're fat. A lot of science that has been built around obesity and like weight is extremely just like not even accurate. So we, we know that based on science right now. So if you actually like, you know, listen to science, that's, that's what they're saying. Um, I obviously don't. I'm not a doctor, but, you know, there are plus-size doctors, fat doctors, who have been coming out and, and, and saying this. Um, and, again, like I said, the history of, like, the body mass index is fatphobic and anti-black. So there's that. There are books that are written about, articles and books written about that. But also, just, like, think, why is it your, why is it a nightmare for you to be fat? Like, why would it be, why would it be a nightmare for you? And that's the issue because the nightmare of being fat in your mind, what you don't want to happen is because you see being fat as being undesirable. You have so many negative emotions that you have been socialized to believe about fat people that that's why it would be a nightmare for you to be fat. Because let's be honest, a nightmare is not in you having a heart attack. It's not you, you know, dying from any other like illness because all of those different medical complications can literally happen with someone who's skinny or someone who's in shape. So it's definitely not that. There are ways to prevent a heart attack without, you know, um, there are ways of not being fat is not going to stop you from having a heart attack. Um, There are plenty of skinny people who 
have health conditions from, you know, eating a certain way or, like, having a physical activity. Also, stop acting like fat people do not do physical activity and that they don't, quote, eat healthy. Skinny people can also do little to no physical activity and also, quote, eat unhealthy, end quote. So let's just be, let's just all be honest with ourselves. Y'all think that being fat is a nightmare because you just don't want to be treated the same way that y'all probably treat fat people in society. Because if you think it's going to be a nightmare, then you're probably, you probably treat fat people a certain type of way and you just don't want to be treated that way. Seems pretty simple to me in my mind. Hmm. Well, we're going to end this podcast here because um, it's been 30 minutes and we're done talking about Kanye West and Taylor Swift. So remember to check out our Instagram and give us a follow. Give us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Now, I know y'all don't think I was going to sit here and say, go read science, go read science without actually having any sources to back up my claims, did you? Because I know y'all was going to be like, well, quote the science, Aaron. So, um, as I said, there was a bunch of fat phobia already. If you look at research by people who are in the dis- disability studies uh, kind of scholarly world, a lot of them have talked about fat phobia in healthcare. University of Illinois in Chicago has a whole um, website about addressing weight stigma in, in the public health industry. Boston Medical Center has information about fat phobia. Um, Planned Parenthood has a whole, like, kind of like blog dedicated to fat phobia and discrimination in medicine. Um, and also the uh, the um, National Health National Institute of Health has also talked about the kind of like health barriers for fat women and you know healthcare and medical uh, the medical world. Um, and lastly, that book that I was talking about that was about um, anti-blackness, the body mass index, and fat phobia is called. The book is called Fearing the Black Body, The Racial Origins of Fat Phobia. It is by um, Sabrina Strings, who is an assistant professor of sociology at University of California, Irvine. And she um, is also holds uh, an appointment in the School of Public Health at University of California, Berkeley. And so she is the author of that book. So yeah, they're your sources, so don't come at me saying I'm just, you know, saying shit without claims to back it up because I gave you a bunch of sources. So stop being fat phobic, bitch.